Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, the big show, the the show that the most important and critically acclaimed show that is recorded in our vehicle. Today we are in the big white truck, so you're probably going to hear a little bit worse audio than you have been in the car because I have to use a lot more sound filters to take out the rather amazing amount of noise that comes through the the uh, windows of this old truck. Good old farm trucks have their quirks. So welcome to the show. We are talking about a we're talking about this week. We did it recently. We did a uh, a podcast and a uh, story on one of the most talked about and perhaps somewhat controversial aspects of prepping. That is prepping for the zombie apocalypse. You know, some people seem to to not take the zombie apocalypse as seriously as others do. <laughs> so we we did a treatise on it and uh, talked a little bit about how to protect yourself during a zombie apocalypse in the unlikely event one occurs. And today we're going to take a similar vein, in a sense, because today we're going to talk about how to protect yourself from vampires. We want you to live vampire-free. No, no, there are no vampires in North America. I, I don't think that's why we wanted the garlic. What other reason would you possibly want garlic, <laughs> or even think about garlic, if it wasn't for vampires? Well, food? Now, by the way, I have been, and so have you, I know, you have been to the Everglades <laughs> in the summer. You know there are vampires in America. They're just very, very insectoid vampires. <laughs> But I don't think garlic helps with them too much, does it? Probably does. Probably. They why, probably why would that find it a dis distasteful odor. So let's talk a little bit about this garlic so we can keep the vampires away. I'm going to stay away from the more traditional, you know, crosses and um, steaks and stuff like that because, you know, that's been well documented. But garlic... <laughs> I think garlic, the only thing I really think about when I think of garlic is making some good garlic bread to go with my spaghetti. Good. Make plenty of good garlic bread to go with your spaghetti. Go heavy on the garlic. I do go heavier on the garlic. I kind of go way nuts on the garlic, if you hadn't noticed. Good. I like it that way. And your heart likes it that way. And your blood pressure likes it that way. And your blood sugar likes it that way. They all like garlic? Why? Do tell. Why they do. This is one of the things where I, I got into the medical literature on this topic. And there was general, although not complete, agreement that garlic actually is surprisingly useful as a preventative for a lot of serious chronic health conditions. The ones that kill most people in this country, to be specific. As a matter of fact, uh, what was it, four of the top ten prescribed drugs in the U.S. have actions that overlap the documented actions of garlic. Including in improving your blood lipids so you don't build up a bunch of fatty gunk on the inside of your arteries and have heart attacks, stroke, heart disease, Alzheimer's disease, 
uh, kidney failure, little details like that. It lowers systolic blood pressure, which also reduces the risks for all those same diseases. And it helps uh, manage your blood glucose, specifically in people whose blood glucose tends to run high. It helps you bring it back down and helps the high glucose that you do have not damage your blood vessels as much. So it's kind of a triple whammy on reducing the the, uh, most common chronic diseases in the U.S. Hmm. Sounds like we should probably pick up the amount of garlic we eat. Well, we have... You are welcome to step into the backyard at any time and pick up as much garlic as you want. Because here's the fun thing about garlic. It's a perennial. Most people don't know that, and most people don't plant it in their gardens. But uh, some four or five years ago, I read that garlic was a perennial. So I, oh, okay. I'll just uh, pick some up, and I'll break it into cloves and stick it in the ground and see what happens. What happens is it grew, and I didn't pick all of it to eat that year. I left some in the ground over the winter, and pretty early in the spring, hey, I've got garlic again. Now the problem I have is thinning it and down enough that it doesn't take over massive chunks of the garden, because no matter how much good it is for you, that's not the only thing I want to grow in my garden. You're, now, you must admit, though, you have never seen a vampire in that garden. Never. Seldom right. even of the uh, mosquito variety. That's right, because vampires and garlic just do not get along. That is a scientifically proven fact, by the way. There has never been a vampire biting somebody when they have had a garlic necklace on. Proven. Studies have shown. Of course, you might argue that there's not a whole lot of other people trying to kiss on people wearing garlic necklaces. but Yeah, I was thinking that, that was one thing you hadn't mentioned yet, how effective garlic can be as a birth control option. <laughs> Actually, garlic, for something that's got a lot of drug-like actions, and it does have a lot of drug-like actions, whenever you have actions like drugs, you expect to see side effects like drugs. But garlic has a remarkably clean record in this regard, and the most common one by a long shot is odor. Breath odor and body odor, if you eat a lot of it. You tend to get a garlicky sweat. Now because this, garlic does all this cool stuff by making these sulfur compounds that most human noses find objectionable. Now, this is one of the things where um, there is some truth to the old stereotype that people of a Mediterranean descent tended to smell when they sweated like garlic because they ate a lot of garlic. Yeah. That's what actually got people onto this. Now, garlic has been used as a traditional remedy everywhere it's naturally occurring, which is basically from India all the way through Egypt, including the whole Fertile Crescent, Mediterranean area, all that. Garlic grows uh, naturally in all those areas, uh, up to China. And all those people have used it as a traditional medicine. And some of the stuff they use as traditional medicines prove out to be very effective, and some of them don't. But what really got people's attention about garlic and its claims was they started doing taking a look at who was getting sick and what those people ate 
And there was a correlation between how much garlic people ate and how much heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, uh, cancer, things like that. All of those were reduced in people who ate the most garlic. Now, that's not a game ender. Because seriously, who eats the most garlic? People who eat a Mediterranean diet in general. And that diet has a lot of health benefits. So seeing the correlation doesn't mean it was the garlic. No, 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 no. Corla's... Say the word. I am not going to say correlation is causation. It it is. It is. Correlation. You see the correlation, and all of a sudden, you know the cause. Because that's how the world works. That must mean the beards make tattoos sprout, because those two things seem and to go together. And garlic keeps <laughs> away the vampires. She's learning. Nope. She's not going for that. But if there's a correlation, there might be causation. Yeah, see, that's so the kicker. Check. That's the kicker on that little thing. Because there's a correlation, it means it's worth looking into. Yeah, To absolutely. see if there is a causation. And that's the real kicker on it. So what you do is you let people keep their the rest of their diet normal, and you manipulate how much garlic they get, and you see what happens to the diseases. Right. For example, let's use, use vampires, for example. What you do is you have a control group of people who have, you know, no garlic in their diet, and then a high garlic diet and wearing garlic on their bodies. And then you get a vampire, and you see which one the person, the vampire will chomp. But that plan would require getting a vampire, and there aren't any in North America. Well, we could go to Transylvania and find <laughs> one. What they did is start giving garlic supplements to people, because they've been on the uh, one of the health food... Uh, food uh, natural medicines they call supplements, so the FDA doesn't regulate them. Things health, health food stores sell, they've been on that market for as long as there's been such a market. The Chinese versions are often called kwai. And uh, there's a popular one in North America called garlic. Yeah, and they've advertised the heck out of garlic. I don't know if garlic actually works or not, because there. I told you there had been a little bit of disagreement about whether this stuff works. It seems to be about preparation. If the supplements versus the actual just eating the garlic. Actually eating it probably works because they think that the active compounds are these things called alicin. And if you take fresh garlic, now you got to mash it or chop it fine because you have to cut the stuff up and get the enzymes that are on the insides of the cells all mixed up with the rest of the stuff. So you got to mangle the plant pretty hard a couple of minutes before you eat it. Because the enzyme transfer uh, transforms some things that are already in that plant, but are not in the active form yet, into the active form. So if you take fresh garlic and you uh, mash it or you chop it fine, and then you eat it, you've got the active compounds. If you take the fresh garlic and just slice it into big chunks and dump it in your stomach, your stomach... Stomach acids kill the enzymes before they can do the conversion. And you get much less activity. If you take the garlic and you chop it up fine and you dry it at fairly low temperature, 
you get a lot of the active stuff. If you dry it at higher temperature, you get a lot less of the active stuff. So there have been some studies that failed to find any useful effects. But when you look at how what garlic supplements they were using, there's some question about whether they were using ones that were prepared in one of the useful ways. They've also got a nifty way to uh, make useful garlic supplements. It's called age. Um, aged garlic extracts. And you get yourself uh, some about a 15 to 20% alcohol solution, like uh, mixing vodka with water until you get it to 15 to 20%. And you slice thin or chop up a bunch of garlic and, and put it in a nice glass jar, cover it with this uh, 15 to 20% alcohol, and you let it sit around for like 18 months, a year and a half, two years, something like that. And then the stuff that's left in that jar is aged garlic extract. And it's got a slightly different set of compounds than the fresh stuff, but it's also a useful set of stuff. So you can have aged extract, you can have fresh, you can have dried, which is somewhat less effective than fresh, but how much less depends on how it's been dried. And if it's fresh, you can just put it in your food and eat it. Lots of choices. As Julia what child would say, hit it with a really big knife. That was her thing. Hit it with a really big knife. Never listened to Julia Child, but in this case, she was right. That's how you break apart garlic, according to Julia. You take a knife, hold it sideways, and you just whack it. And then you put it right in, because that's the right way to eat it. Yep, that's a good way to eat it. I didn't know it was a Julia Childs thing, and I, I normally don't just whack it because I've had pieces of garlic squirt off into Neverland when I tried it that way. But she would laugh and giggle when she did it. <laughs> we're going to hit a train. It's running very slow. We're going over a, one of our overpasses we go over with trains. I think we're going to get it. Yes, we got it. We got it. All right. Go we like trains. running over trains. It makes us happy. We're such children. <laughs> Nothing wrong with taking your enjoyment where you can get it from harmless things. And we hate being run over by trains. And I think that's an axiom for all preppers. Uh, yeah. I don't know a single prepper that enjoys being run over by a train. I don't know anybody who enjoys being run over by trains. Even <sighs> Penny's Abe Lincoln looks a little mushed and unhappy. Yeah, don't do that. Don't put pennies on train tracks, really. They get mad if you do that. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. I haven't. I've seen one that got run over by a train, though. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> I don't want to even talk about here on some of the some of the ridiculous stuff I've done around trains. No, 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 no. no. My stories in, in are my, completely lame, tame, in my, uh, and mis, unworthy. <laughs> my misspent youth. <laughs> Hey, I wasn't in this country, so at least I'm safe from the domestic laws, right? And you're old enough now that the statute of limitations has run out, so it's, it's all good, right? Right. Now, I will say one thing. I'm a photographer. It's one of the things I do. And if you're getting your pictures taken, your kids are getting your family pictures taken, your, your senior pictures taken, everybody loves to take pictures on train tracks for some ridiculous reason. You're trespassing. Don't do that. 
Uh, people have been killed doing it. Do not take pictures on active train tracks. If you have to do it, if you are compelled to do it, find a very, 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 very rural road crossing and take the pictures standing on the road with the train tracks in the background so you are not trespassing. And, of course, if a train starts to come, you'll be hearing the ding, 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 and I'll tell you to get the snot out of the way. Or they're, not, because in the, those very rural places, you often don't have the audible well, I, signals. Well, I'm talking about rural enough that they're going to have the, the ding, 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 ding. The extremely rural ones, they're just two X's, and and uh, that's it. Don't play on the train tracks, guys. Don't play on the train tracks. Don't no prepper alive the, plays the, on train tracks. The train uh, bridges to cross the rivers, and absolutely don't stand out there and fish from the train tracks no anyway pressing right along yeah so yeah plenty of garlic is actually useful the uh, amounts given per day of um i've, I've written a two-part two blog posts one is on the stuff garlic does for you and might do for you it might help uh put off cancer it might be antimicrobial, meaning it is in test tube and it is in animals, but those things are kind of hard to test in real people. And certainly the cancer prevention is awfully hard to test in real people. So maybe it's good for that stuff too. Maybe it isn't. I don't really know. But seems like worthy stuff anyway. But the amounts to take and stuff, they're uh, in part two of the post. Part one is all about stuff garlic will do for you, and part two is about how to grow it, how to prepare it, and how much to dose with it. As far as I have seen, it's not particularly useful as a remedy for things you already have. I, I read a couple of articles that tried it for people who had infections to see if it would help them clear the infections, and they're like, yeah, really not so much. We didn't see a whole lot here. That doesn't mean it doesn't work, because there were a few small studies but it means not impressed this time. Overall, though, very useful plant, and man, it's just darned easy to grow, <laughs> in my experience. I am not Miss Green Thumb, and it's just gone and gone. And when used properly, it's quite tasty. Yep. So there you go. We're saving you from vampires for sure, and then maybe... We're helping you with your blood sugar and your cholesterol and your other stuff. Maybe. Now, one thing I want to point out on this article, we this article is done by Spice the 3BY way. The article is pretty lengthy, but it's about the same size as the references <laughs> underneath <laughs> it. Because she's got all kinds of references from the research she read before doing this. This has been a... This hasn't been one of these sit down and in 15 minutes pop out a 500-word post about something we happen to have going on. Yeah, because I didn't know how trustworthy the claims were when I first decided to try the article. I had to read quite a bit before it convinced me. 
especially since there were some who didn't find anything. I needed to sort that out before I wanted to talk about it. So, uh, yeah. If that's not your kind of thing, well, the references are at the bottom. You just don't have to read that far. If it is your kind of thing, you can see some of the places I'm getting my information from. And, uh, you know, again, we keep we keep reminding you gotta you gotta you gotta have sources. You gotta have references, and those references really need to be using real information. If you go to a natural medicine place, they'll tell you sixteen things that garlic does, and I don't know if all of them are true or not. But frankly, they don't either. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a shot. I'm not gonna name names or anything, but I'm gonna take a shot here across the bowels of some of the prepper information I've been seeing from quote-unquote very reputable sources, the quote-unquote being very reputable. Reading an article last week on in their website's archives about what are the main authors, uh, who is somebody who has scientific credentials, actually gave the article the old, yeah, Somebody said this works, so you may want to give that a try. Yeah, in his I'm article. not impressed. Uh-uh. Nah, I'm calling, I'm calling fiddlesticks on that one. If you're going to come off and saying that you have XXXYYY credentials for science or medicine or something like that, then I'm going to hold you to the standard of you're going to use the science that got you there as a reference to how to write articles on scientific stuff. And that that's wrong. So anytime you see somebody saying, well, so-and-so said it might work, you know, you gotta, I, you know, it's one thing to, to say, okay, I'm not a doctor and, you know, there is this, but I have not checked any of the research. So I'm just saying this was something somebody said. Okay, that's fine. But to say, okay, somebody said this, I'd give it a try, is a, something, is a whole different yeah. level of... I myself am not a physician. I don't make medical recommendations. What I do do is go to the literature, see what I can find, and do my best to pass along the most accurate picture of what I've been reading that I can. So, yeah... We'll tell you when when something's just pure supposition, but we're we're not to that standard of we're not saying hey, we are a doctor and this is this is medical treatment. But yeah, some guy mentioned it. It might be true. No, we're not doing that. So yeah. just pointing that out there. All right, we're gonna hang this one up. Unless you got something else to say about garlic or vampires, you're safe from the vampires now. All right. Peace out. We'll catch you next time.